Hello world and welcome to Podcast in A Minor, where I bring you the weird little songs I write and then give you the stories behind them. Weird stories, creepy stories, funny stories, whatever the world gives us in all its glorious mystery. And now for today's opening song. Take two. Chaos comes and finally comes with the freaky tea. Where is he? I'm a good and wear all my socks. Chaos, you pretty thing. Come wear my silver ring. Come steal my shoe. The sea swallows you. Chaos comes storm again. Don't tell me where or when. Just let me freak to your dizzying shriek. Why did I? Hello world and welcome to Podcast in A Minor. I'm Amy Zollers, a poet and an artist, and I'm in one of my moods. You just heard Chaos Calling on the Daisy Rock purple one. I forget its name. Chaos and all. And what is more chaotic than using the second and final take of the opening song? Very little, I'm sure, but this week it fits the bill. The mindset and the time frame and the whole nine yards, baby. I recorded the song immediately after writing it, and it came together fast in the writing. I'm talking 10 minutes or so, which is seldom my process. Usually, I'll hammer out a phrase here and there over a few days, or if I do slap down a song all in one swoop, I'm not in a position to record it right away, and the words just end up evolving without any conscious intent on my part, so that they're somewhat different when I do record it. Chaos, though! Sometimes are more chaotic than others. I mean, on the global front, there's usually plenty of chaos to report. On personal levels, hopefully it varies. Some folks thrive on chaos. I'm not one of them. But it comes to us all now and then. Anyway, lyrics first. Chaos, come sit by me. Come sip the freaky tea. Where's the oven mitt? Where are my socks? Chaos, you pretty thing. Come, wear my silver ring. Come, steal my shoe. The sea swallows you. Chaos, come storm again. Don't tell me where or when. Just let me freak to your dizzying shriek. Why did I invite you? What else was there to do? Wo ist der Wein, Liebeslied mein? How is my German there? Don't tell me. I don't care. La la la, la 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 la. Why even bother with the last two lines, right? Chaos. The Fender Jaguar, incidentally, has been driven over state lines for some modification or whatever, and it was much more fittingly chaotic to strum wildly at the Daisy Rock acoustic with her non-adjustable action and blazing purple pressboard. Those fretboard inlays, though. Daisy-shaped. A mod paradise. Oh, oops, I lapsed into German during the next to the last verse, so let me unlock that for those who don't know. Wo ist der Wein? Where is the wine? Liebeslied mine, my love song. Chaos is my love song. That makes sense. Hey, I started a new job today. An interesting, challenging job. Unpredictable, exciting. And only just left my old job two days ago. Chaos, darling. Other chaoses are waving their little hydra heads around, but I don't let them bother me, no, not just this minute. 
I have my herbal tea and the human condition to keep me warm in this dangerous heat wave. Let's get a big fancy Oxford definition going for us. Chaos. Utter confusion. Disorder. Plus dig this. Definition two alerts us to, quote, the formless matter supposed to have existed before the creation of the universe. Chaos. That's the Oxford English Reference Dictionary talking. It goes on to chaos theory, a mathematical situation I'll just skip here because it's been a heck of a day and the definition makes me tired. So feel free to explore chaos theory independently. I wouldn't dream of stopping you. Now, owing to an eventful spell in life, I shall now lean heavily on the good folks at lifefamilyfun.com for some chaos symbolism. Not lazy, just hectic over here. Okay, what do we have? Which color symbolizes chaos? Black is the color of chaos. Most depictions of chaos have a black, black background that feels hopeless. That was only supposed to be one black, but then it came out as two. No good reason, just because the word background came next. And it confused my mouth. The foreground may be colorful or bland, but the most common color for a chaotic background is ironically plain. This is a great example of how the base for chaos is often bleak rather than bright and dramatic. Symbols of chaos in different cultures. Greek. Eris is the Greek goddess of chaos. She is known for causing disagreements and arguments within families and groups. Oh no, she uses small amounts of anger to cause chaos that can result in death and destruction tree that symbolizes chaos. The acacia tree is a symbol of chaos, change, death, and protection. Because of its shape, the tree was once believed that those... What? See, now that was chaotic wording on the part of the website. I'm not throwing them under the bus. It's just chaotic enough of a day for me to have screwed that up myself, but here's what it says word for word. Because of its shape, the tree was once believed that those who were born under the acacia were shielded from chaos. The acacia tree arched its back to represent a goddess who protected them. Animal chaos symbols coyote, the number one animal of chaos in many tales and folklore. Snake a common symbol of suffering and chaos. Toad often represents chaotic plagues and an abundance of something that's got a symbol over it of, I don't know what the crap that says. Dingo, a wild dog that represents the chaos of nature. Chaos symbolism in literature. In literature, chaos creates balance in nature. For example, Friedrich Nietzsche wrote, one must still have chaos in oneself to be able to give birth to a dancing star. Oh, Nietzsche. Nietzsche. I have a biography of Nietzsche titled, I am dynamite, because apparently that's something he said. Sometimes Nietzsche is a freaking dancing star, and sometimes he's a little bit worrying. So take your Nietzsche uh, as, as it best serves you in the moment. But that's our philosophy moment for the week. Crystals that symbolize chaos, and this is still family fun, whatever it's called, dot whatever. Black tourmaline, a crystal that represents the goddess chaos. Blue lace agate helps communicate during chaos. There's a cure for chaos. That, that's awesome. Amethyst, an all-purpose stone of peace. Sunstone, a stone that helps you stay positive during chaos. Hematite, a crystal that helps you stay calm during chaos. Well, now that's just really cool. There's actually cures for chaos. Also, you could do herbal tea, like I say. Chamomile is very unchaotic. Also, lavender. That's all I can think of right now. 
Hindu, symbol of chaos, Lord Shiva, and her trident, Trishula, are Hindu symbols of chaos. They represent destruction and disorder. They are not to be avoided, but instead be utilized and controlled so one is not controlled by anger and chaos. <gasps> That's awesome. Christianity. Perhaps the most common mention of chaos in the Bible is 1 Corinthians 14.33, where it says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. This lets Christians know that what is chaotic is not of God because the opposite of chaos is order and God is not the author of chaos. Flowers that symbolize chaos, wildflowers known for their artistic touch and ability to thrive in any situation. <gasps> it's beautiful. Sunflower, a flower that always stays positive during chaos. Poppy, a beautiful flower that stands for loss and the chaos of war. Dahlia, a flower that represents the good and bad sides of chaos. Anemone, artistic chaos to spread a message. Furthermore, Egyptian symbol of chaos, Apep is an Egyptian god of chaos. He is a giant snake that is an enemy of the god Ra. He supposedly lived near the Nile and was up to 16 yards long. Oh, scary. Many rituals involved defeating Apep or a snake in his stead and dismembering him. Okay, I don't know if I said that right. Native American lore often mentions the sky when speaking of chaos. One Navajo legend tells of a woman who attempted to write the laws using the stars before she was tricked by a coyote of chaos. Celtic knot of entwined snakes. The Celtic knot has a different meaning when intertwined with snakes. While the normal Celtic knot is one of peace, the one with snakes ensures chaos from stress, anxiety, and overwhelming life. Oh, I love this cosmic egg. The cosmic egg is an ancient symbol of chaos. It is believed that cracking the egg represents the birth of peace from chaos. When this happens, it means that war and chaos are coming to an end. Hydra, as aforementioned, the Hydra is a mythological creature whose heads grow back when they are cut off. The Hydra is a difficult creature to kill, which enhances the chaotic meaning. They represent transformation, resilience, and chaos. Fire. Fire is the most chaotic element. It can easily get out of control if not monitored and contained. While water can also be chaotic, it has a sense of peace to balance it tornadoes and other similar natural disasters represent chaos. They are the most chaotic part of nature with the ability to destroy cities and even countries in a short amount of time. And let us jolly on to Wikipedia and the sea as a representation of chaos. And this is in the Bible. Let's see. Where was I going to start? The watery depths of the sea are shown to be a place of chaos as opposed to the stability of the dry land. Yahweh, the personal name of God, brings order by causing the waters to subside and bringing order and stability to the world by the creation of the continental bodies. Considering how dangerous seafaring is today, even more so in antiquity, it stands to reason why the ancients would have viewed the sea in such fashion. David writes, the ropes of death were wrapped around me, the torrents of destruction terrified me. While the sea was chaotic, Yahweh, the God of glory, Psalm 29.3, thunders above the vast water, Psalm 
I want to go on and on about the sea as chaos because living in the middle of the United States and being terrified of the sea based purely on fiction I've read. Oh, and on accounts in a book I own titled Disasters at Sea. I also have an entire book called Superstitions of the Sea, a great big volume full of rules made up by sailors to help them feel the tiniest bit in control of that chaos. But alas, I'm too fried to go on and on about the sea of chaos. Chaos wins, somehow delightfully. But don't be shy about revisiting last summer's episode 11, Queen of Shark Week, for the chaotic stomach contents of various sharks down the ages and more. And let us find peace amid our chaos in little ways, such as knitting and coffee and gardening and watching Bob's Burgers on Hulu and reading werewolf romance fiction, drinking herbal tea, writing weird little songs, etc. Hang in there, dearies. See you next time. Take two. Postscript. I don't actually know if that part about God and like subsiding the waters was from Wikipedia. I can't remember where it's from. It's very chaotic over here. Hey, if you know where it's from and you're worried about it, please let me know and I'll correct myself next week. But I can't promise I'll do that on my own. Okay, and now a little songwriting process. Why did I invite you? What else was there to do? Why do I choke? Chaos, you pretty thing, give me a silver ring. Dun, 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 do, the sea swallows you. What rhymes with that? Where is my hat? Musta, musta, the Encyclopedia Neurotica. It's my rule in the play. And I must, and I must, and I must.